desire to speak with you face to face as a man speaketh to his friend. In Jesus' name, amen. Just do a few minutes here, but Psalm chapter 4. Psalm chapter 4, and again, I encourage you to write what God just spoke to you about uh, right then. But just a few minutes, and then we'll be having an invitation to respond to what God has spoken to us about. Psalm chapter 4, in verse number 1, Psalm 4, verse number 1, Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye turn my glory into shame? How long will ye love vanity and seek after leasing? Selah. But know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. We are called to holiness. Holiness is being set apart from sin, but set apart unto God. He's setting apart us unto himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. And then the text, stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Selah. Ten years ago, my wife and I were given one of the greatest gifts we'd ever been given, which was a trip to Israel. And I remember being in so many different places, and uh, one of the places that was my favorite was the Garden Tomb. It's uh, run under by a Christian organization, and and I'm there at the Garden Tomb, and I am just in awe. I was able to be able to go into uh, into that uh, tomb, and for about maybe a minute, all by myself, and it was just such a, a memorable time, and I'm thinking, this is amazing. I mean, I was just... I was in such awe of being there. And yet I watched those who work around the garden tomb and those that worked in different other places, and it just seemed like a normal day to them. But for me, I was in such awe of being there. But they'd gotten used to being there. I wonder if tonight you've gotten used to God. I wonder tonight, have you lost your awe of God, of who He is? That he is exalted above all. That he is the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords. Have you lost your awe of God? We see here in Psalm chapter 4, verse number 4, it says, Stand in awe and sin not. Uh, The word stand in awe, the the word awe means to tremble, to quake. Uh, Psalm 99 verse 1 says, The Lord reigneth, let the people tremble. He that sitteth uh, between the cherub, let the earth tremble. Be moved. In Psalm 33 and verse 8, let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. I read in Revelation chapter 19 how God inspired John to describe what our God looks like. How, does, how is Christ depicted? Revelation chapter 19, verse 11, and I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful. And true, that's his name. Faithful and true. And in righteousness, he that judge and make war. His eyes, what were his eyes like, John? His eyes were as a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that, that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. 
Have you lost your awe of God? Have you lost your awe of His Word? His name is called the Word of God, and the armies which were in the heaven followed Him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, and out of His mouth goeth a sharp sword, that it should smite the nations. And He shall rule with them with a rod of iron, and He treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And, in he, and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. That's who he is. Someday our faith is going to be sight. It was amazing to be in Israel to see that what I was reading in the Scriptures, I was seeing with my own eyes. Someday what we read in the Scriptures, we're going to see with our own eyes. He's given us a glimpse of what he looks like. I think of Revelation chapter 5 as probably my favorite chapter in all the Bible. Revelation chapter 5 and verse number 9 says, And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And imagine this scene. And I beheld... And I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Imagine being there, seeing all of this. And what were they saying? Saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power, riches, wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessing. He is worthy to receive those things. That means that we are to give that to him. We're to give him uh, our power, our abilities, uh, my full ability. Like, God, I'm all in with no leftovers. Uh, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness. Pursuing God, uh, the riches, what enriches me and and, uh, what what we have in our abundance. God, you're worthy. I'm, I'm giving that to you. Receive the riches, the wisdom. You know, the people had a, uh, were willing and had a mind to work in Nehemiah. Uh, give our wisdom to God. God, whatever you want me to learn, whatever you want me to do. I think of even the guys that are running the sound uh, tonight. Uh, a few years ago, they didn't know how to do the sound system. Our sound guy had moved away. You know what they did? They learned. So, you know, I'm going to learn. Even though this isn't something I'm so, you know, gifted in, I already have this. No, God, you can have my wisdom. I'm going to learn these things. Uh, God, I'm surrendering that to you. My strength, my full energy, giving it all that I have, going the second mile. And then he says, blessing and honor and and glory. Uh, This is a life filled with reverence unto God. Oh, don't tarnish his his name. This is a life full of rejoicing, a life filled with adoration because of the personal relationship there is with Christ. He says there, verse number 12, uh, verse number 13, and every creature which is in heaven. Every creature is in awe of God in heaven. Oh, that we would be in awe of our God, of who He is, and every creature who is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto Him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. The basis of awe is the holiness of God. Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6 got that vision of the holiness of God where those sinless seraphims were proclaiming 
that message, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And he was reminded of Uzziah and how that Uzziah had died that year. Uzziah, though he was used of God in some great ways, eventually lost his awe of God and went into the, uh, the, the temple there, the tabernacle, to go and, and offer that incense, which he had no right to do. And God smote him with leprosy. Now, he didn't smite him with leprosy once when he walked in. You know, you look at the progression there. It was after he was confronted with his sin, he responded in anger. Then God smote him with leprosy. It is imperative how you respond when God confronts you about your sin. That you don't respond in anger, but you respond in brokenness. You respond in humility. Uzziah lost his life because he lost the awe of God. It cost him his life. In King Saul, he got used to God's principle of obedience and lost his kingdom. Nadab and Abihu got used to God's provision and were burned up at the spot. Uzzah got used to God's pattern and died on the spot. Samson got used to God's power and was reduced to an object of sport for his pagan enemies and died a suicide. Have you lost your awe of God? Have you lost your awe of his word? That we have all 66 books. That we have eyes, and many of us, most of us, I think, here tonight, we can see... So I put on my thank you note, thank you list uh, this morning. My blessings is that I have eyes to see to be able to read the Word of God. Well, what a privilege that our eyes can fall upon the pages of Scripture, and there are those out there with the love to just have a page of the Scripture. And yet, you and I, we've got all sixty-six books right here. Oh, what a blessing that is! Have you lost your awe of God's Word? When's the last time you were struck with amazement as you were reading God's word for yourself, not just in a message, not just in a service, that you were in awe of God's word? Have you gotten used to uh, the awe of being saved? I remember several years ago when we had our tent meeting uh, here in in Sacramento and we prayed for two years and four months uh, for uh, this tent meeting and God worked in a great way in that tent meeting. But I remember one day I was walking across, we live in our church parsonage, and I didn't know how we were going to pray this day. Pastors would meet once a month at our home church here, and, and uh, we would pray, and, and, I, and I didn't know how to pray, and the Lord just gave me one word, and the word was gospel. And I'm like, okay. And uh, we got in our circle up front, and, and, uh, and I was just thinking about gospel, gospel, and I thought, you know, some of these guys, I've never heard their salvation testimony. And I said, guys, I'd like to just share our salvation testimonies today. And so we went around and shared our salvation testimonies. And oh, how sweet it was. I mean, with all of the busyness and the pressure and and, uh, all of the the, the burdens of ministry to just get back to the place of, we're saved. (laughs) We know Christ is our Savior. We're saved. Our, our, Our eternity is rescued. We'll never be in hell. We'll never know the torments of a lake of fire. Oh, how it did our hearts so good to remind us of our salvation. Have you lost your awe of your salvation? I got saved when I was five. That was many years ago. But I'm still excited. I'm still in awe that Christ has saved me. Have you lost your awe of salvation? You lost your awe of being a part of a local church. And you get to assemble. Of course, COVID and all of that. When we got back together, it was just it was so sweet to have that fellowship again. But I wonder, have you lost your awe of being able to be at church? This is 
where uh, a church is where you encourage one another, where you help keep each other accountable and pray for one another, where uh, you're edified by the fellowship, the singing, the preaching of God's word, where we bear one another's burdens. We are, called, we are the called out assembly. It is our family. That's why we call each other brothers and so on. Uh, have you lost your awe of being in church, having that local church? You see, if we have lost our awe of God, we're going to be in awe of something else. Stand in awe and sin not. If we've lost our awe of God, then we're in awe of sin. You see, right now you might have this bitterness that you're in awe of. It's just dominating your thoughts. It's dominating your life. Maybe you've got some lust that you're, you're holding on to, and it's dominating. You're in awe of the lust and not in awe of God. If you're not in awe of God, you're in awe of something else. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. The awe of God will produce a hatred for sin. Psalm 119, 113, I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. But then he says here, commune with your own heart upon your bed. What do you think about when you go to bed at night? Somewhere we've gotten into the mindset that we're just to seek God in the morning and then leave him all throughout the rest of the day. No, it's all through the day, and it's at night. We're not just to seek him in the morning, we're also to seek him at night. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Psalm 119, 97, Oh, how love I thy law, it is my meditation all the day. Psalm 63, 6, When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. But his delight, Psalm 1, 2, is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. You want to step, out, step up your walk with Christ? Seek him at night. Seek him through the day. Not just in the morning. You need to seek him in the morning but all throughout the day, that he's your passion, that he's your, uh, who you're, you're seeking out and, and being in awe of. And then he says to be still, and being in awe produces a new quality of life, and it produces a new quietness of life. Psalm 23, 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The sweetest word in that verse to me is the word my. He's personal. He's my shepherd, and what's, what's the response? I'm content. I have everything that I really long for is in him. Jim Carrey said, the actor Jim Carrey, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything that they ever dreamed so they can see that is not the answer. We have the answer. It's Christ. Pursuing him. Being in awe of him. Worshiping him. There seems to be a theme in these three texts, these three messages, isn't there? Let's come and seek the Lord tonight. Let's have every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, I pray that you would revive in us that passion for you, to pursue you, to be in awe of you, as Lord, misplaced awe keeps us perennially dissatisfied. Lord, many of us here tonight, we're not in awe of you. We're in awe of other things. Lord, I pray that we would confess that and get that right and get our eyes back upon you.